This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. How is everybody? Happy Monday. For most people, this is a short week. So I know a lot of people are loving this Monday because it's not going to be, you know, a a normal week. I cannot believe Thanksgiving's here already. Oh, because once Thanksgiving's hits, like your your schedule's done for the rest of the year, right? I'm Mary Walter sitting in for Rob. I'll be with you uh, all this week uh, off on Thursday, but I'll be with you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Rob taking some time off. Uh, You know when I'm on with you, I love your calls. I love to hear from you. 1-800-922-6680 is the number. You disagree with me as long as we do it respectfully, okay? Because sometimes I can learn some things for you. And I like that. Now, if you're not the call-in type of person, that's fine. But I wish you were because I'd love to hear your your lovely voice. And you can tell more from when someone's speaking to you than when they tweet something at you. But you can tweet me at Mary Walter Radio. I will try to multitask and get to your tweets and uh, get to your calls and um, maybe speak to guests or whatever's going on at the same time. Speaking of guests, Hans von Spakovsky will be joining us in half an hour. We're going to talk to him about Trump getting a win in Colorado. That's good. But being defeated once again in New York by Judge Engeron. Again, uh, we'll find out why and where uh, that is going. So so Hans has been following that. And coming up in the last hour of the show, Caroline Levitt will be joining us. And we're going to talk about the news of the day with her because there's just so much going on. You know, usually the week of Thanksgiving, things kind of slow down. Not the, not so far. I don't know. Maybe when Congress goes home for the holiday, they're going to slow down. I don't know. But then there's still craziness going on in the world, right? So just a couple things. Let's, all right. So speaking of craziness going on in the world, did you see what happened in Argentina? And we can go into this with Caroline. Um, but uh, but um, in Argentina, they just had a, a big election in, for president. And it was a runoff election. And the winner is Javier Malay. Malay. He is a libertarian. He's considered an outsider. And he promised to shut down the central bank and replace the peso with the U.S. dollar. He defeated a guy named Sergio Massa, who is an economy minister. And this guy was in charge when the country hit recession, spiraling, inflation. So um, Malay won. They currently have in Argentina 140% inflation with 40% of the people living below the poverty line. Can you imagine? Inflation now is making my head spin, but but 140% inflation, you can't do anything. You know, my husband my husband and I were going out to dinner 
he had surgery on Friday, Thursday. So we were, I was taking him out. If I told him if he was a good boy, I'd take him out for dinner on Friday, Friday or Saturday, whenever he felt up to it. And we were looking at the prices at some places. It's like, we're not going, we're just not doing this. There's a really great fried chicken place near us. And it's literally a shack and you go and you just take your chicken out. And it used to be reasonable. Now it's crazy expensive. There is also, because we were going for, you know, healthy food, uh, there's a, a place that just does hot dogs, because where I live, there, it's, hot dogs are a big thing, and there's a couple different local places, and it's all into the hot dogs, because they, they cook them and then they fry them. And um, it was, it's, the hot dogs were almost $8 for a hot dog with like chili and cheese on it, $8, $8. We got coffee at a, you know, a, a chain that you will know, and uh, not the expensive one, okay? So it, was, it wasn't an expensive place because I won't spend, you know, $5 for a latte. That's dumb. So we got two medium coffees and a an apple fritter. $8. We shared the apple fritter. We felt so extravagant. $8. $4 for a cup of regular coffee. $8. This was, it was crazy. Well, it was a little bit less than that because the fritter was in there too. And then you got to tip them a buck, right? Because everybody's got the tip jar out. So you got to tip them a buck on top of it. So, you know, so I'm out $9 now for, for that. It, it's just, I, so I can't imagine 140% inflation. And this is why the guy who's considered the outsider, in my humble opinion, won. But. The left is a little apoplectic about this because do you remember last week how the left was losing its mind because Trump called communists, Marxists, and fascists vermin? You're not allowed to use the word vermin uh, because they and they they're clutching their pearls because of that. This guy calls them call, I, names that I can't say on the air in interviews. And here's the other thing that I find so interesting. Remember Boris Johnson? He had that crazy hair. Trump's got a little bit of a crazy hair thing going on. This guy's got crazy hair. It's like, I don't know, does it come with the package? I don't, with the outsider, you know, like, let's burn this place down, like that kind of guy. And he, he carries a uh, a chainsaw with him because we're just going to, he's like, we're just going to cut it all down. Or, and, and he's so he's really out there. Um, People were angry over, inf- over the inflation and poverty, obviously, insecurity and the corruption within the ruling party. There was a 76% turnout. Uh, this guy, Malay, uh, portrays himself as a lion who will courageously stand up to the nation's useless and parasitic political class. And as I said, he uses this chainsaw as a prop. Uh, he says it's expe- he's going to cut expensive government, excuse me, excessive government spending. Now, here's the thing. Argentina's young people widely backed him. They were behind him. And he was also very popular with the nation's Jewish community. Um, Argentina has the largest Jewish community in Latin America. And at several campaign events, he was waving the Israeli flag. He pledged under his tenure, Argentina's two key allies will be the United States and Israel. So the watch this. So that his party tweeted this out yesterday, last night or today. They tweeted out a, a, a screenshot. Of the of the Washington Post, and the headline on the Washington Post there's a figure a, soc- a picture of a soccer team, and the headline is why doesn't Argentina have more black players in the World Cup? His party's response: because we're a country, not a Disney movie. 
oh my God, I love this guy. That's awesome. What a great response. Can you imagine a candidate who, because they hate, they can't stand Trump because he's mean. How many people in this country are like, Trump's mean and he's really mean tweets. I want someone who's presidential. He's not nice. They would lose their minds over this guy. Like I said, he calls the opposition names I can't say on the radio. To me, it's deliciously hilarious because I don't care what people say. I care what you do. I, I don't I don't care what you say. You're not trying. So, you know, but I'm, it's, it's like eighth grade pr- class president politics. I'm going to make sure there's candy in the vending machines and that they're open all day. Yay. Knowing full well he doesn't have the power to do that. I'd rather go with what a guy does, what a politician does. I'm going to judge. I want to be judged by my actions, not my words. You can, anybody can say whatever they want, but actions speak louder than words. Where have I heard that? Yeah. So um, so I, I just thought that was hilarious because we are a country, not a Disney movie. Uh, Trump congratulated him on Truth Social. Congratulations to Javier Malay on a great race for the president of Argentina. The whole world was watching. I'm very proud of you. You will turn your country around and truly make Argentina great again. The other thing, hilarious. Well, not hilarious, but stunning. Absolutely stunning. Argentina, which most of us think of as a kind of third world nation, they counted all their votes in one day. They somehow managed to cut them all in one day and have a winner that night. That night. Shocking. Can't believe it. They didn't have truckloads of ballots coming in at three o'clock in the morning or, or, you know, a couple hundred here, a couple hundred there for weeks. This country, you think, would be able to pull that off to know who the president is that night. But now the new normal is, oh, no, 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 no. We won't know for like a month. Maybe we should take a lesson from Argentina on how to run a clean and fair election so that we can have the winner that night with no shenanigans. But that is not to be ignored. I thought that that was uh, very interesting and good for them getting it all done in one day. Wow. They're so, they're so, uh, I don't know, ahead of us. Okay. Coming up, lots more news and I will take your calls. 1-800-922-6680. You can tweet me at Mary Walter Radio. I'm Mary Walter on the Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. You know, everybody knows the next medical crisis just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. The Wellness Company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust, and their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z From anthrax to tick bites to COVID, even a bioweapon like a plague, the Wellness Company medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics on hand to make sure you and your family are safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to www.twc.health slash Carson. Again, twc.health slash Carson 
today and order. That's TWC Health slash Carson and use the promo code Carson to save 10%. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. I'm Mary Walter sitting in for Rob Carson. I'll be with you all week, except for Thursday. They're going to give me Turkey Day off, which is kind of nice. So, uh, Coming up in about 15 minutes, Hans von Spakovsky will be joining us. And we're going to talk about Trump in court requesting a mistrial. And the judge shockingly said, no mistrial for you, Mr. Trump, because I'm a perfect judge. And uh, But he did get a win in Colorado. So we'll talk about that as well. Uh, just a couple of bits of news before we get to Hans. Uh, former First Lady Rosalind Carter died. She was 96 years old. God bless her. 96 years old. Now, her husband, Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter's still alive, by the way. Uh, and he's older than she. I, I don't know how old he is, but I know he's older than she. But he he supposedly went into hospice a while ago, and he's still going. This man's incredible. He's like the Energizer Bunny. God bless him, Right. Uh, she So she went into, she was admitted to hospice care. Oh, she was admitted to hospice care on Friday. So she was really at the end there when she was admitted to hospice care. She's survived by Jimmy Carter, four children, 11 grandchildren, 14 great-grandchildren. And um, she died at home, surrounded by her family, which I think is lovely. I think that's wonderful. I don't know if you give me a choice. I'd rather do that than, you know, go in a hospital or something. I think that that's, that that's very nice. Uh, she, what's interesting... I thought that I thought this was, you know, kind of like, I don't know, look at it however you will. But she um, really worked with disadvantaged people. You know, she and her husband uh, very involved with Habitat for Humanity. And you see Jimmy Carter out there in his 90s, like hammering nails in on houses, which I and I think Habitat's a wonderful organization. And um, she worked about she challenged age discrimination. and working with uh, women's equality. But one of the things that she did was improve treatment and services for people coping with mental health conditions. And she started doing that when her husband was governor. And um, she was diagnosed with dementia in May of 2023. And I thought, oh, wow. You know, but I think a lot of people, at least from what I can see, I think as we get older, we start to diagnose more stuff than we did. Like when my grandfather well, he was in his 80s, I want to say. He had some kind of dementia. Nobody knew. There was no, like, Alzheimer diagnosis or anything like that. The doctor was like, hey, he's got dementia. That was it. So, there, But there was no official diagnosis. So I wonder if we're just starting to diagnose more things now. But God bless her, 96 years old. That's fantastic. So um, good for her making it that far. And she lived a, a really great life, too. She did a lot of good for a lot of people. So mad respect there. The other thing I have to tell you about, I'm sure if you are on Twitter, you've seen it. Uh, Speaker Johnson has created a website where he's putting up the January 6th video for people to see. So there, you know, and you can tell which side the person who's posting a clip sits on. Because if it's, you know, people breaking windows and everything else, 
on the outside, it looks like total chaos, but on the inside, it was almost like you could hear elevator music playing and they're walking through. You saw one guy who was in handcuffs be taken over to the side by a Capitol Police officer and a guy in just dressed normally like a normal guy, you know, khakis and it looked like almost like a leather jacket, some kind of warm winter jacket. And they lead him to a place where there's nobody else, but it's on camera. The guy bends over all the way. They undo his um, his handcuffs. He fist bumps them and they send him on his way. I'm like, wait, what? What? How come I've never seen that before? So inside was the the video from inside. If you get a chance to do it, look at it. The video from inside is to me definitely different than the video from outside. You see people just walking through and Capitol Police officers standing on either side. Some of the people waving to them. Hi, officer. How you doing? Walking through. No violence, nothing. You know, somebody picked up an American flag that looked like it was falling down, picked it up, placed it. Somebody straightened out pamphlets on a desk that were in, in the hall. It, it really innocuous. But then if you look at the stuff from outside, which was crazy. Right. So um, very interesting. Check it out if, if you get the chance, if you're interested. I will tell you right now, it is a total time suck. You can get so lost in that video just watching over and over and over again. But the interesting part to me, as I said, was you you don't have to look at the person's name on the account because some of these accounts you know are super left-leaning, some are super right-leaning. All you have to do is look at the video and you know exactly where they stand. Exactly where they stand. Uh, here's here's another piece. This is This is fun too. So Congressman Barry Moore tweeted out, he's very angry, and I and I think rightfully so. I think this is going to make you angry. It makes me angry. But the Department of Defense, now there is, just, just so you know, the federal law has required for a long time that federal agency con- agencies conduct audits. Like somewhere along the line, Congress said, huh, we're giving these agencies like a lot of money. And so maybe we should find out where all this money is going. So they get the agency gets to audit itself, which in which think about that. Okay, so they get to audit themselves, yet the Department of Defense still can't manage to do it. They still can't manage to audit themselves. They didn't even attempt until 2018. So uh, Congressman Barry Moore super mad at them right now, and they have because. The DOD has just failed its sixth audit in a row. Think about that. They have not passed an audit since they started auditing themselves. They're auditing themselves and still can't pass an audit. (laughs) Now, now maybe this is good because maybe, just maybe, they're actually being honest in, in the audit. And they're, you know, really doing the work and they're not just fudging the numbers to make it come out right. According to reports, the DOD holds $3.8 trillion in assets and $4 trillion in liabilities around the U.S. and the world. Uh, they do nearly 30 sub-audits were performed by indep- oh, independent auditors. Okay. Um, only seven were rated clean and 18 received failing grades. Some sub-audits are still going on, but all sub-audits must pass for an audit to receive approval. Of course. They can't, they just can't manage to do it. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin told the press that a successful audit is still years away. Years away. 
they already get over half of the U.S.'s discretionary spending. That's just like the slush fund. You know, like you have, may have mad money, you and your partner. Like we have mad money. You know, some people will take all their change and put it in some kind of container, and that's our mad money. You know, when it's full, we'll see what we can do with it. Yeah, this is the DOD's mad money. He tweeted out, the Pentagon receives a trillion in taxpayer funds annually, but can't pass a simple audit. No wonder we're nearly $34 trillion in debt. Yeah, where'd the money go? This is where you hear stories about them spending, you know, $500 for a toilet seat. A bipartisan group of U.S. senators, including Bernie Sanders and Rand Paul, introduced legislation earlier this year to force the Pentagon to pass a clean audit next year. This shouldn't be that hard. I have to, you know, pretty much do that on a daily basis or a monthly basis, right? You have so much money. You have so much in your checking account, money in, money out. At the end of the month, it better balance. And if it doesn't balance, you're in a world of hurt. My husband will go through that looking for a nickel because he says, if I don't find the nickel, then it's going to be a dollar next time. And it's going to be more and more. It's just going to start to add up. So, you know, he, he, he he's really um, tenacious about that, as am I with my accounts. I want to know where my money's going. Okay, coming up, Hans von Spakovsky will be joining us. We're going to talk about uh, Donald Trump's mistrial request in the New York case and uh, Trump getting a win from the state of Colorado. But how long will that win last? Not long, because the plaintiffs, they're going to appeal. Hans has all the details. I'm Mary Welter. That's coming up next on The Rob Carson Show. I'm Mary Walter in for Rob Carson here on the Rob Carson show. So great to be with you. Joining us now is Hans von Spakovsky. He's a manager for the Election Law Initiative and senior legal fellow at the Institute for Constitutional Government at the Heritage Foundation. Hans, welcome to the Rob Carson show. And by the way, Hans is on the Newsmax hotline. Hi, Hans. Hi, Mary. It's great to talk to you again. Do I have I don't hear Hans. I'm I'm here. There you are. Hi. <laughs> no, I, I I heard you. So, uh, no, I'm here. <laughs> there was just a button not pushed somewhere along the line. Um, okay, so Hans, some wins and some loses for president for former President Trump. Uh, one of them, uh, let, let's let's start with the loss first, and then we'll end with a win. Okay. <laughs> so he's in front of this case, this this judge Jar, Judge Arthur Engeron. Uh, in New York, and the judge already decided that he's guilty. And the judge has said during the trial, I don't care what the defendant has to say. He's got his law clerk sitting next to him, Allison Greenfield. She uh, has attended a Democratic event in which speakers advocated for Joe Biden, received applause when commenting on a fight against issues tied to Trump. Um, so so her presence there, they say, uh, is a problem. And so his team put forth uh, a request for a mistrial in this case based on the judge and the way the judge has handled this. Um, They criticized the judge for posting links to news articles 
that discussed the case in a high school alumni newsletter because apparently this judge is showing off to his high school friends. Look, look at me. I'm a big deal, which is weird and creepy in and of itself. And, um, you know, he's put a gag order on him. That has been removed. Why is the same judge, the one to dis- who, who Trump want- is declaring a mistrial, saying misbehaved, why does he get to decide if Trump gets a mistrial? Well, because he's the one that's been assigned to hear the case. Now, the decisions that this judge can make, because he's the, the trial judge, I mean, they can be appealed. And, for example, that's what's going on with the gag order, because, you know, this judge issued what I think is a clear violation of the First Amendment rights of Trump and his lawyers by by issuing that gag order. And as you noted, they appeal that, and the appeals court um, has has stayed that order to allow allow him to speak while the appeal is looked at. Um, Look, this judge has shown his bias throughout this entire case. In fact, he showed it before he ever got to the case, because remember, uh, there were public quotes from him urging Letitia James, the AG of New York, to get Donald Trump because he was a bad guy. Uh, he should never have been assigned this case, uh, but he got it anyway. So, uh, you know, he's not going to give Trump or his lawyers and an even break. And everything they do to try to... Um, get relief from this particular judge, it's all going to have to happen in the appeals courts. Yeah, I, I just, I, it's just the weirdest system to me that you, you have to ask the judge to say, you're right, I screwed up the case, I'm a bad person, uh, here's your mistrial. What judge in his right, I, I don't understand that that's the, the, the it, it seems it should go to somebody else to, to decide whether it was a fair case or not, not to the judge who the complaint is about. But that's the way. Is that just a thing? Is that endemic to New York or is that how it works all across the country? Well, that's no, that's the system. Um, you know, normally a mistrial is requested because of, um, you know, things witnesses may have said that they shouldn't. It's not often that you get a mistrial request because of the misbehavior of the judge um if he was actually an ethical professional Hmm. um, he would have recused himself from this case at the very start like i said given the prejudicial statements he'd made about donald trump but the one thing we've learned from the conduct of the judge throughout this case is that he is not an ethical professional Okay, so let's let's just kind of I guess game this out, and we know we know where this is going. We know he's going to find you know that Trump has to give over everything he ever owned. He's going to strip Trump of right. everything, every business, everything he can possibly take away from him. He will. Uh, my hunch is that this you know the state takes over Trump Tower and they kick him out. There'll be you know cameras while he has to move all of his stuff out of Trump Tower and all this other stuff. And he's going to appeal, and it's going to go up and up and up. And by the time it gets to the top, the damage will have been done. And that's the point of this, right? Yeah. Is that th- yeah. they're going to take control of this, and then they're going to hand it back to him, and it's going to be in tatters. Yes, that that I think was the intent of this. A- again, I mean, I hate to keep harping on it, but it's important for people to understand that Letitia James ran for attorney general on the promise that she would get Donald Trump. That in itself showed how unethical the attorney general is of the state. You don't go after someone because you don't like them politically. You only 
investigate someone if evidence has been produced that they have engaged in criminal behavior. And that's not what what happened here. And clearly the intent is to break Trump financially. All of this, as you know, is going on at the same time that these liberal groups are trying to get him actually off the ballot in states right. all over the country. Right. And that's where that's where I, where we want to talk about that as well, because that's where he's getting some wins. But I just have one last question about this. So, again, gaming this out, they, you know, the big, you know, big photo shoot where they take the name Trump off the side of the buildings, every building in New York, and they bankrupt him and all this other stuff. And he takes this and he goes up and, and, and it, let's say this plays all the way out to the Supreme Court. Is the Supreme Court going to take a civil case? This isn't a criminal case. This is a civil case, right? Oh, sure. But civil cases get to the Supreme Court uh, okay. all the time. In fact, that's that's most of their cases. And I'll bet you that uh, you've described it exactly. They'll be taking the Trump name off. And guess who will be there in front of the cameras directing them to do it? It'll be Letitia James. Right. Right. So when it, we play it out and it goes to the Supreme Court, you know, New York State has this law that you don't have to have a victim at all. So that's what that's what they're banking on in this. There's no victim in 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 this alleged crime. And they're saying he overvalued, which which we know based on the um, the estimates that this judge has come up with for the value of Mar-a-Lago at 18 million. That's hilarious to me. I, I'm not a real estate agent, but that's hilarious to me, especially if you look at the comps in the area, which you can do on Zillow or Realtor.com, by the way. Right. Uh, it, it, it's wildly undervalued in, in their book. So let's just say that the Supreme Court goes, no, this is, this is ridiculous for all the reasons we've been talking about mistrial. You know, it's all BS. What tr- Trump gets, does Trump get everything back at that point? I don't know, but because remember, this is in state court. So he's first going to have to work his way up through the appellate courts in New York state. And then if he gets a bad decision from the highest state court, I mean, then he can try to go to the U.S. Supreme Court. But at that point, he's going to have to claim some kind of violation of his rights under the U.S. Constitution or federal law. And that may be that may be tough to do. Um that that law, I've never seen anything like the law that's being used against him in any other state. And frankly, it is it is an abusive law that any political prosecutor could use to totally bankrupt someone with almost no evidence. And in fact, that's what's going on here. Yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy. Um, OK, you mentioned what they're trying to get him off the ballots, which we know they're trying to do across the country. Right. And the latest one was Colorado. Now, this will be the third state in which uh, it has gone before a judge where they've claimed that Trump you know, can't be on the ballot because of the, um, the Section 3 of, I think it's the 14th Amendment, that um, they, they can't take him off the ballot. So the argument seems to be whether that law, that section, applies to a president or not. Now, the judge, though, the reason Colorado's different is, is the judge said, no, I can't take him off the ballot. That's not up for me to do. But she did rule that he did engage in insurrection. So the left is losing their mind going, we got him now. He committed insurrection. The judge said so. What does that change anything? No, no, because, I mean, who does she think she is? 
she's some local county judge, and she says the president committed insurrection. Well, he's never been charged by the U.S. Justice Department under the federal statute that makes insurrection a crime. And the one time this came up was, as you know, in the second impeachment resolution against uh, Trump that was approved by the U.S. House of Representatives. And when the Senate, and it's the Senate, Congress, that has authority over a president, not some local county judge in Colorado. Remember, they acquitted him. They acquitted him on the insurrection uh, charge. So what that judge says is meaningless. And in fact, I can tell you, uh, I have no doubt that they are disappointed because she refused to remove him from the ballot. Same thing happened in Minnesota where the last week where the state Supreme Court threw out their case. Same thing happened in Michigan where a court threw out their case. They're, they've already appealed the Michigan case. I'm sure they'll file an appeal today or tomorrow in the Colorado case. So this is going to continue. But so far, uh, they've, they've batted three strikes. <laughs> and, they, and they still uh, have not gotten anywhere with these cases. So does does this section uh, in, of the 14th Amendment apply to a president or does it appro- apply to members of the of the U.S. House and Senate only? Yes, it does not apply to the president. I mean, that is just so clear. And actually, it shows the mistakes that were made by this judge. You know, she held a hearing, uh, Mary, in which she brought in witnesses to decide whether or not he had committed insurrection. The case should have never gotten to that point because, in fact, you know, she then she ruled eventually on the law, not the facts. And she ruled on the law that this doesn't apply to the president. Well, why didn't she say that immediately when she got the case instead of holding a trial? Well, there's only one reason for that is because she wanted to to make her mark by uh, accusing the president of committing insurrection. Yeah, I, w- I guess I w- judges are elected out there. Um, you know, they're not elected in my state; they're all appointed. But I know in some right. states they are elected, which is why, in for instance, New York, they're all Democrats. They're all liberal Democrat judges because they're elected. So, so are there any other uh, states that they're trying to do this in, or is or is this it? Are there any other new cases that this is going to be tried in? Do you know uh, states? Th- there are, I think, like two dozen other cases. <laughs> the oh Michigan. The Michigan judge last week when he threw out uh, the case in Michigan um, noted the fact that there were at least 37 active or recently dismissed uh, state cases involving President Trump. And at the rate at which they were being filed, he was predicting there could be a case in, in, in all 50 states. So, no, this isn't the end of it. This is this is still going to go on for uh, several months while we figure out if the judges in each state are actually going to do the right thing and throw these cases out, because that's what they ought to do. Unbelievable. See, you should be on the Supreme Court, Hans. I would like the way that you rule. <laughs> <laughs> you should be on there. Hans, uh, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for joining us here on The Rob Carson Show. Thanks for having me, and same to you. Thank you. 1-800-922-6680 is my number. If you want to jump in, you can also reach out to me on Twitter at Mary Walter Radio. We have so much more coming up on The Rob Carson Show.
Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. If you're just joining us, I'm Mary Walter sitting in for Rob, and I'll be with you all week except for Turkey Day. Thanksgiving, I will be enjoying that like you will with your families. All right. I'm not going to be joining you with your family. I'll be joining with my family. Uh, 1-800-922-6680 is my number. Let's head to Monty in North Dakota. I'm Monty. You're on the Rob Carson Show. Hi. Hi. I'm really disgusted with all the Republican uh, DAs that are not charging these uh, other DAs with election interference. And also there's uh, U.S. Code 18, Section 242, which is a violations uh, under, of, under color of law of rights. That, that is a fel- felony. And uh, nobody's getting charged with that. And I don't know why, except that these Republican DAs do not have, you know, a spine in them. And it's just utterly disgusting that, uh, you know, Smucks like you and me, we can look at things that they could actually be charged with, and these uh, these out of control DAs and judges are getting away with uh, just asinine charges against Trump, and nobody is fighting back, and it's just making me sick. And, so, uh, so let me ask you a question: Can a DA, for instance, in Florida, charge Letitia James in New York with something? Okay, here's the deal: I'm a truck driver, right? When I get back yeah. home. I'm having a uh, citizens meeting, right? I've already got the pamphlets uh, printed out, and uh, I want to know what my DA has done. And I'm ready to sign an affidavit because I'm a registered Democrat, right? I'm a registered Democrat, and I will sign an affidavit saying I don't know who I'm going to vote for because I was planning on voting for President Trump, right? But right now, I don't know if he's even going to be on the ballot because these people are engaged in election interference. And will my DA do anything? No, he will not because he does not have a spine. And that's where we're going to, if he does not do something, if he does not sit a grand jury, then we will be asking for his resignation so that we can get somebody in there who does have a spine. And everybody else in America should be doing the same thing. Because what is good for the goose is good for the gander, except one small thing. The people who are backing President Trump will have the law on their side because election interference is a crime. Monty, I have to tell you, I see this is one of the reasons I'm, I know I have to make this very short and have to say goodbye to you here, but please drive carefully. I hope you get to be home for Thanksgiving. Um, I, I, re- I, I wish everybody had that day off, uh, but very interesting. But this is one of the reasons why I say if you want to know what's going on in the country, listen, talk to a trucker. 2016, the truckers were the ones who told me that mm-mm. There are. I see one Hillary sign for every hundred Trump signs. Trump's going to win. They know what's going on across the country. They have the feel for it. I love this idea. I think it's brilliant, Monty. Uh, and and I hope more people listen to this. I live in a state where we don't get to vote for judges. They appoint them. They're appointed. So I live in a state run by Democrats, uh, up and down. And so every uh, judge is a liberal Democrat hack. So that's just the situation I happen to be in. So I try to keep my nose clean and stay out of trouble. But uh, if you're in a state where you do get to elect your judges, I love this. I think it's wonderful. And you just say, look, you know, I want you, DA, you want to be reelected? Here you go. I want, I want you to do something. I think it's a wonderful thing. It's something you can do. It doesn't take any door knocking. You can just go out there and um, get a petition going. Why not? It's worth the shot, and I think it's a great idea. Monty, thank you so much. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. 1-800-922-6680. Mary Walter in for Rob Carson on The Rob Carson Show. (laughs) 
All right, coming up on the Rob Carson Show, uh, Kevin McCarthy was on with Maria Bartiromo on Sunday Morning Futures, and uh, he said some very interesting things, and we got them for you. Thanks to Craig. Thank you, Craig. Uh, and uh, so, so we're going to talk about that. Also, the polls, the polls, the polls. Very, very interesting polls coming out about the presidential election, which is less than a year away. I, th- I read today, I think it's 351 days away. Yeah. So I, I, it seems like the last election just happened, but we are in election mode in this country full time, 24-7. It never, ever ends. So we're, we're going to talk about that as well. And also, uh, very, I just thought this was, this was something, <laughs> I thought this was very interesting. Did you see out of New York, you know, a proud sanctuary city, did you see the latest? Did you see that the mayor, Eric Adams, is now asking the rich people in the city to open up their wallets? And help some of these these different organizations like um, Police Athletic Organ League, Robin Hood Foundation, and others because they have to slash the budget by a hundred and ten point five billion dollars. They announced a one hundred and ten point five billion dollar budget with uh, cuts across to things like policing and uh, schools and other things like that because they have to feed and they have to clothe and they have to house the illegals. So now they're asking New Yorkers, could you just pay money out of your pocket? Yeah. So that's how it's going in New York, in case you were wondering. All right, a lot more coming up. I'm Mary Walter. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.